The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. October 20th, 2018, and we are finishing the fifth talk of Libra, that's the archetype of Libra, which is the seventh house of the horoscope. It's ruled, Libra is ruled by Venus, and it involves the other, which that might be the other person, the relationship, whether they're marriage, whether they're business, and within even ourselves. Tonight, subject generally is about the shadow. Libra shadow. There's shadows with all of life. You know, either we align ourselves and we follow through and the shadow is, is a process of the soul growth. And in this particular moment the ruler, Venus, happens to be in the sign of Scorpio, which is the next sign. And for those people that Astrology is new. There are there's a wide mix of our audience. There's astrologers and non. So we'll try to educate a little bit. And of course, it's always exciting to learn about it. And there's many ways a person can do that. But it's very crucial because Libra is a relationship sign. It's that first sign that when you look at the the, the big circle, the, the ecliptic, which is the, has all the uh, the signs, the 12 signs. And again, those 12 signs are in axis, meaning that there's a polarity established right immediately. So Libra has, of other, has the polarity of Aries itself. And Libra, getting to my point, that it is beginning all the relationships of other and all the dimensions of others. So when it comes to shadow and coming to Scorpio, Scorpio is also a relationship sign, but more on a very intimate level. It's not just a partnership, and we're we're bridging this conversation with Libra and Scorpio because by Tuesday, the sun ingresses—that's a astrology word—it transits into its cycle of uh, for thirty degrees of Scorpio. So it's very close. And right now, uh, Venus, which is usually attached to the sun in some close proximity, about 45 degrees, I believe, at most, but it happens to be in Scorpio. And as I was bringing up, Scorpio is that extra dimension of relationships that wants to dig deep into the core of finding truth. And where are the shadows shining the light? Not always a pretty and easy situation. It's easier to talk about it. It is an emotional sign. And Libra with Venus is a cerebral mental sign. So it's, as usual, life is a matter of coordinating our emotions with our mental. And we have a wonderful, you might say, opportunity looking on the bright side. But the shadow 
Where do we fall off balance? That is the subject of tonight. And I have a wonderful host for, uh, not, um, joining me tonight, a speaker from Maine, Portland, Maine, Jeff Gronlin. And Jeff started his astrology search at 17, studying old esoteric books in his hometown university library and taking notes. And there, as life progressed, ventured through a myriad of paths, leading to professional astrology consultations in 2014, and became a certified evolutionary astrologer through Maurice Fernandez's course in May 2017. Maurice Fernandez is also the president of Organization for Professional Astrology, which Jeff is a board member of and community outreach director for the Organization for Professional Astrology, or better known as OPA. I'm a member, and it's a wonderful group. And OPA is an international astrology organization with satellites in 12 countries. Jeff's a photographer as well. And in Portland, Maine, he lives with his wife and two children. So hi, Jeff. Hello, Sue. Yeah. This is a pleasure. I know we started our conversation, and it's one of these ensuing conversations. I was making notes from many newspaper articles, and I was just amazed how, because relationships, of course, is between us, ourselves, other people, and society at large. It interested me how many captions I was finding where they were introducing ideas um, to, con- to consider, and it made me realize how this entire Libra archetype where we're connecting with the other person starts with these thoughts of where is the other person at and trying to connect ideas, like for instance, and then I'll one of them is, um, well, there's a couple. One of them is in India, the overturned gay sex ban, because it's indefensible. And I was thinking, my goodness, they use indefensible as a word, because Aries is that opposite, which is defending the rights for oneself or defending others. And the other one was, I'm trying to look at all these notes here, I've got so many of them, it's like I just grabbed the first one that really makes a lot of good sense here. Uh, Oh, about whaling. Japan wants to end commercial whaling. Now, all these subjects might be in other social groups, but the fact is, is that sentiment is pushing that back. I was thinking, isn't that amazing how Brazil, Australia, the United States are saying, yeah, whaling, not a good idea yet, you know, we don't want to do that. So it's always this, 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 I'm bridging it into thinking that it's how we think and how others think, whether it's groups or societies or whether it's the other people, you know, trying to find out what's right, what's really our values. Indeed, yeah. It's about making decisions. Yes. <laughs> That's absolutely. Go ahead. Well, those are interesting uh, 
articles that you read, interesting subjects, um, indeed, and they're, they tend to be, you know, those kinds of topics are, are uh, uh, reminiscent of so many different situations in the world and different countries that are either behind or ahead, however you want to look at it, progressively speaking. But, you know, I think, are you referring to, um, you know, relating this to the Libra archetype? Are you referring to it as how uh, they require a process of of making a decision and making the right decision in order to, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not, sure. not to jump right. It's that whole dynamic between oneself and others trying to find a, a, a consolatory direction. And when I was looking at the, it is part of the. Well, I know that our conversation really went towards. The relationship between self and other, which is really where it it has to begin. That's what I was thinking too, I guess, because in order to make these collective decisions that begin to progress into laws and and how we are wars, you know, which is the polarity of getting along is not getting along, and it's and and the and the values that Venus wants us like what are the values of whaling or all these subjects that kind of get drawn up as we just get exposed. So, yeah, I wasn't really thinking of going into all those conversations, but just bringing it up, how it really mushrooms. Can't, you know, just from the... But going back to the personal is what it is important, and I guess that's really our... Yeah, sure, sure. Well, you know, um, I know that you this fifth segment on Libre that you're uh, hosting here. Thank you, first of all, for hosting me, Sue. This is a, a blessing, and I'm honored to be on your show. Um, delight. <laughs> I, I think it's, you know, the subject was Libra, the Libra shadow, and, and when we spoke the other day um, discussing about this, I, I think that it was, you know, very important to talk about Libra is often referred to as the planet of balance and harmony and peace and the Libra people, you know, Libra sun people, Libras, uh, the Libra energy in general is often thought of as very peaceful and they're very harmonic. But there is more to that, which uh, I did not listen to all your other segments uh, of on Libra. So I'm not sure what you did or did not touch upon regarding that. But I'm interested for sure to talk about some of the, you know, the shadow, shadowier sides of that, uh, of the Libra archetype. And, and especially, you know, how it's moving into the sun is about to move into Scorpio. Uh, Mercury's in Scorpio. Jupiter's in Scorpio. Venus is in Scorpio retrograding back into Libra to kind of look back at some things that we forgot to talk about, figure out and stuff on our relationships. But anyway, back to you, Sue. I'm just curious no, where you are. I'm glad to have you um, recap this because, first of all, our angle or direction is really appropriate and um, they they don't necessarily segue from one to the other and Libra this is really more in depth about the shadow part so you're great everything is good and it is that that issue of to find balance as we know that Libra has the the direction, or not the direction, but the goal, the motive, 
motor in order to find balance. But in doing so, who are they being true to? You know, what that, what self are they being true to in order in that in that connection? And it's so easy to project. I think that was one of the subjects we were bringing up of not seeing it within oneself, because going back to the idea that Libra needs to compare, it it realizes by the time we reach this this archetype, because we have it somewhere in our chart, some of us more prominently. Yeah, exactly. So it is a matter of realizing, gee, I've created and developed my life, our person is the best I can, but yet you realize that others have other To share, just like, for instance, sharing this this conversation with you, you know, it brings up other issues. So, but it, but in doing so, anyway, projection was a. We can begin to blame and project or divide in that divide the energy. Yeah, um, I I think that. Something that I've noticed with Libra energy, Libra people, the Libra transits, and et cetera, is that uh, just Libra in general is that, you know, we can maybe grow up with a certain lifestyle, a certain political family, uh, a political stance in our family, a certain class. Um, However, you know, you grow up, you know, white middle class, you grow up, um, you know, in the slums, poor, whatever, and you want to experience the opposite. You want to see the extremes and that process of experiencing the opposites in life is really embodied in the archetype of Libra. You know, Libra, the symbol of Libra is the, is the woman holding the scales, the blindfolded woman holding the scales. It's justice. It's, it's weighing out the differences between two opposites. And so the process of experiencing the extremes of anything in life uh, is kind of what we need to do. It's part of our processing in order to transcend them both, to understand them both, and find the middle ground, transcend them, and recognize that we need to hold on to our individuality and our identity while at the same time appreciating and evolving through relating to other ex- people's experiences and other people's personalities, you know. Um, I'm sorry if you could hear that ding. I got a text. Oh, no, no, um, I didn't hear it. No, I'm... Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, you know, so I think that that experience of uh, of witnessing other people's lives, other people's experiences, and not being lost in wanting to experience experience those things by forgetting our own experience. So I, I, it's just it's it's a matter of balancing those two experiences. You know, Libra can actually represent the extremes. We go to yeah. extremes. We go extremely one way and completely n- negate the other side and and shun it completely you know you go totally right wing and screw the liberals or you go all liberal and screw the right wing and you just you know that kind of experience is is very uh very libran well i think that 
It can be, and as we talked it can about, be. Yes. yeah, it's really a matter of getting away from the mental into the emotional of the of the of the experience. You know, we were right. mentioning astrologically just that there are the angles, and that it it's the tension by the processing element represented by Cancer, and and then by the the Capricorn making that ethical judgment, but. The mental, I find that in Libra, it's so easy to think about these things and, and get caught up with that. But by Indeed. when you're talking about integrating these extremes or, or wanting to be attracted to or finding one's attracted to the opposite in order to discover it, but then realizing the adjustment. And it's not just mental. It's that emotional part. But that's the beauty of it, too, and I guess right now with Scorpio, with with the emotional part of Venus that's ruling it with the emotions, we have to grapple with how we feel, what does it mean, what's the value. What, how yeah, I loved your word, adjustment. I loved your word, adjustment, Sue. That's indeed what's happening uh, right now, especially with so much happening in, in Libra, in, in Scorpio in particular right now, but Libra, you know, a lot of these planets had just finished going through Libra. Venus, the ruler of Libra, moved on to Scorpio, but it's coming, it's going, it's on its way back into Libra. Uh, it'll get there in a few days. Um, yeah, I wrote down the, just to mention for those that are astrologers, six degrees to, at this moment, and on November 16th, which is a couple of weeks, it'll go retrograde back to 25 Libra. And then a month later, on the 17th, it'll be back at the third time at 10 degrees Scorpio. Where it started. Astrologers. Yeah, but for the yeah. rest of us, just to realize that, that what we're talking about is we'll be in the experience all through up to the holidays. Indeed, uh, this this process of, I don't want to go on to Scorpio uh, if you're not ready to, but... I mean, no, I, no, I, I, I yeah, no, yeah, it. I, yeah, we're definitely on this cusp here with the sun in particular of moving into Scorpio out of Libra and all yeah, these Venus planets, the inner planets that have right. made their way through Libra into Scorpio. Um, you know, Venus retrograding back through Scorpio and into back into Libra, it's ruling sign a very deep time of, of rehashing our relationships and our experience with other people intimately and, you know, just this whole extreme thing again, you know, experiencing what is it like, maybe I'm not doing the right thing for, for my partner. Maybe they're not doing the right thing for me, you know, just, you know, readjusting. I love that word, Sue. Excellent. Um, well, but yeah, integrating. Like, and then again, I, I'm glad you picked up on that because it does spur a new direction for us both. Because in adjusting, I think that's where sometimes one has to really take stock of themselves. And it's not always a mental thing. It's kind of learning because you can go off center. You can go off balance. You can go too far in adjusting to what to, to be consolatory. There is that need want, that Libra gets that reputation for wanting to be friend, you know uh cooperative and have balance right. indeed yeah experience. we talked about that 
Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Doing something for someone else instead of for yourself and, and doing it just to keep the balance, you know, keep the harmony just, yeah. you know, in, instead of standing up for yourself, which is the polarity of Libra and Aries, you know, in Aries, we stand up for ourselves and say, no, this is not how it should be. I'm going to speak my truth. And in Libra, we can ne neglect that just so that things stay status quo and kosher. And in doing so, we're ultimately damaging, you know, our own evolution and our own soul growth just to keep the peace and to be conciliatory, like you said, with, with our partner or I you know, our business partner. Perhaps what it does is it gives, on the best side of it, it may buy time so that a person can process emotionally because the square to that, here's a little lingo astrology-wise, but of cancer, which we talked about, needs that emotional processing. And, you know, when you're... Because Libra likes perhaps other uh, other energies. I like to put, you know, the thought of energy. People have their own uh, recipe of their own energies. And although everybody has Libra... Some are more predominantly focused on that archetype to work out. And for those that are, one likes doing things for other people, though, because it's a, a cooperative. I mean, something gets built out of one and one makes three. You know? I mean, it makes a bigger thing. But uh, so it, in some ways, if one's going to be confronting someone or an issue, it can just be aborted. It can say, whoops, that's it. You know, there's a war, that's it. There's not going to be, one may not have the tools in order to talk about it or, or handle it. So I suppose trying to adjust to the point where one gives up part of themselves might, if they're, if they're, if they keep thinking about it or, or emotionally processing it, and you can, does this make sense? It does make sense. It's a very good point. Uh, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's very important that sometimes it's noble to, you know, put yourself second, you know, and, you know, keep things on the level, if you will, so that whether it's so that you or the other person has that opportunity to process and integrate whatever it is they need to, to go through in order to come out on the other side with with their own soul growth so i think that you're right i think it's it is a very good point that it is sometimes important uh maybe often it's important to to put yourself second you know uh and put the other um you know the the relationship itself ahead of yourself and to keep the balance and to allow each other to go through what they need to go through um but you know, it's every situation is different, of course. But yeah, that's a good point. Sure. Yeah. Well, I have. <laughs> thank good, Jeff. Except I am thinking, listening to yourself say this, I'm thinking, uh oh, because to think that I mean, we a person may do this, but I'm not. It has to be very careful. I'm not sure it's always so good because no. there's decisions to be made, and sometimes just the decision has to be made. The universe, I was told, loves action. So, and it is a cardinal sign. You know, it wants to have action. So to sit there and kind of debate and, and, and save time that way isn't always 
um, it, 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 the boundaries have to be determined. And that's that maybe, and really with uh, Venus in Scorpio right now, we may not have much choice. We may really, ha- I mean, choice in deliberating. I mean, we may really have to just be confronted and realize it's either going to give us power or no power. I mean, that's Scorpio, where it's life, it, it, it engenders life, or else it is used up. It's just a shell. It doesn't have any purpose anymore. So Right. Yeah, I think that when we're when we misplace the harmony and the balance, and that is not approached correctly, and that shadow side of Libra starts to emerge, I think it's important that we look to the polarity point for what might be appropriate. And I think that you know the polarity point of Libra being Aries is about standing up for ourselves and and taking action. Um, and, you know, hopefully with some, you know, foresight and some thought and some deliberation, at least with our, within ourselves of how to take action, Aries can often take action without thinking. Um, but you know, it's this decision-making process that, that is really important in, in the, in the process of the Libra archetype. We will come back in just a moment. We're going to take a brief announcement and for those people that are listening which we're thrilled to have if you have a question to either Jeff or myself or want to make a comment this is the number that you can call in after the announcement and for about 15 minutes the lines will be open and that's 425-373-5527 I'll repeat it once more it's 425-373-5527 and then Jeff and I will return. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Libra, ruled duly by Venus. By leaving the lower hemisphere of the self, the energy of Libra enters the arena where the completed self meets the other-than-self to form a relationship based on partnership. As a cardinal air sign on the descendant angle, represented by the equinox of equal light, Libra's energy learns through comparison and relationships with the intention to integrate duality and polarities. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host, Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence. Just $125 for an hour and a half session about your life energies and significant current transits, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. Hello, this is Sue Rose Minahan of Talk Cosmos. 
I want to encourage you to log on to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com right now and fill out the 2018 KKNW Listener Survey. Your responses will help the station better tailor itself to your needs. As an added incentive, when you fill out the survey, you have a chance to win round-trip passage on the Victoria Clipper to Victoria, B.C., plus a $100 gift certificate to Schwartz Brothers Restaurants. So log on to 1150kknw.com for your chance to win. Thank you for all your past listenership and for helping us improve this station. Great prizes might be yours, but you must fill out the survey. One lucky person's name will be drawn on November 6th, so log on to 1150kknw right now and fill out the survey. Complete contest rules can be found at 1150kknw.com. So log on for all the details. Hi, this is Petra Touchert of Petra Touchert Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Well, greetings. It's Sue Rose Minahanan, Jeff Gromlin from Portland, Maine, Evolutionary Astrologer, and we're talking on October 20th, 2018, about Libra and the archetype of our shadows. So Jeff and I are in the thick of it, and if anybody wants to call, it's 425-373-5527, or we will continue our conversation. So, let's see. I just realized I... There we go. Okay, so if somebody does call. Yes, Jeff. You know, you, we were just talking, you were talking about the polarity, which is very standing up for yourself and about the want for peace. And I saw an article in the paper that relates to all of us because it is a social energy here about us and others and trying to get our values. But General John Nicholson was 61 the article was about the fact that he's retiring from having been in Afghanistan after 17 years. And his statement was, he's saying it's time for this war in Afghanistan to end. In other words, because the, the, the veterans, the warriors that are the force that's fighting are a volunteer. And so it really doesn't relate to how we in America are making choices because it, it doesn't affect us so deeply. Anyway, without getting into all the politics of it, just the fact that it was a peaceful venture here in, and to stop a war, and which really leads us to consider, it seems like all these issues get back again and again to this need of figuring out the values which Venus represents. How we, how we think, you know, what what do we consider to be important? What do we want to defend, for instance, or what do we? What what matters most to us? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting story that you found. I um I had not heard about that, but uh, he said he's been there for seventeen years, and he's he's asking that this war end. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because he's retiring. And it used to be, I guess, that 
well, that he might go on to some other, a, a, a general might have another position, but times change, and nowadays he's at the end of his career, and so he's bringing that up. But I went through all the papers. It goes again and again. That's just one of them, but it does bring up this point that you had talked about, about the warrior of defending, like standing in a position, which is what the country started with, that war. And now, after 17 years, there's a lot of new, so many political things that we're being asked to think about. Like, another one in our paper was the state death penalty. Death, of course, relating to Scorpio, got struck down. So there's eight men, as it turns out, that were on death row that won't be. There's, uh, That's great. Yeah. But it, and with the political, the Supreme Court, you know, that brought up a whole subject of people to think about how they thought about values. And more than that, just talk, just to talk between people. Because I think with Libra, it isn't where you have the business or the marriage, like in Scorpio, that deeper part of the relationship, although with Venus and Scorpio, it's really blending. It's the cusp, like you had said, and next, it's all very effective. So it's really, it's like the tides going back and forth. It's hard to see it. Yeah, there's quite an ebb and flow going on right now with, with this Venus retrograde, you know, going through Venus, uh, Scorpio and Libra. It's, it's indeed really stirring up a lot of issues collectively, you know, uh, as well as in our personal lives related to sexuality and values and resources and just how we go about our relationships, you know, that things are changing, you know, we're being called out on for things that we maybe took for granted or didn't think about for maybe our whole lives, you know, the ways that we were conditioned that we need to be deconditioned and reconditioned, uh, you know that that's a huge. Uh, that that's what's that's huge right now. That's what's yeah. going on. You know, look at this. You know, the Kavanaugh debate was all happening when Mercury and Venus were in in Libra. You know, um, and now both are in Scorpio. And so this, as you said, you know, go, Libra is about the relationships that we have with others, and finding balance and harmony and making the right decisions and and then as that as that archetype moves into through the zodiac into scorpio we get deeper and deeper and deeper and we start seeing more and more of things that were hidden uh in, in within ourselves and within our partners and within um the collective and so those things they have to be dug up those shadows have to be seen they have to see the light of day I mean, you know, we all have shadows and we, we're not going to dig them all up in our lives. But the more we dig up, the more we evolve, the more we all grow and the better, you know, life becomes as hard as it is. I really like how you brought up conditioned and taking things for granted. And it made me realize as you were talking that this, I, this process of of, because of thinking of the emotion, you know, with Scorpio, it's emotionally. It's a water sign. It's a mm. fixed sign. It's that frozen water is, it has 
been put. But the point is, is that we, the mental can get you just so far. And then you have to go down and, and embrace it, put it to work, you know, make, link it in with your story of life, your, your feelings and, and, and the other person's feelings and truth. And it, it is like excavating, but I'm, I'm realizing that I guess that's where the shadow really begins to tell it, um, begins to work. I'm, well, when you think about it, it's so shadow, you know, like if you're standing there, even under the moon, you know, there's a form and you can make it, it has a, it, it can tell a story. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you brought up earlier, Sue, the the angular uh, zodiac signs to the Aries-Libra axis being Capricorn Cancer, all the cardinal signs, um, very a very potent axis between the four of them, and that need to integrate and kind of digest our our processing and that processing that we're going through now, this Libra Scorpio transition, like I was saying, getting deep and digging up, uh, excavating, as you said, great word also, um, mm -hmm. that process is, is inevitably being charged by, um, by this, you know, square axis to, to, to the Aries Libra axis being cancer Capricorn. We do need to, integrate all these experiences within ourselves and our personally. And it's interesting you brought the mood up. Uh, yeah. Nothing's a coincidence. Yeah. So, I mean, that, how do we identify with ourselves? How do, how do we identify with the collective process that we're going through with this Venus retrograde cycle? It's a very important thing to witness and to um, recognize within ourselves. I guess we are really shattering those conditioned ideas, going back to that word, that condition, what we thought was, I mean, it can happen at any time, but it seems to be strong at this time in our life where the landscape uh, is, is taking on a different, well, I don't know if that's a good analogy about landscape, but, but still the whole dynamics between what's accepted or not accepted and it you know as we get more involved on a more intimate basis with more people strangers suddenly aren't strangers they're they're part of the other that we either the extreme like saying we want to get to know or else we have to get to know and what do they think and what's their world it's complicated it is complicated if if i may um for sure, what we're going through is this experience of relationship, this this uh, this kind of collective conversation that we're all starting to have uh, more and more and more and more about what is the relationship between male and female, and how, what is this patriarchy, matriarchy, um, this this what are these paradigms? What what is this? Uh, what is relationship? You know, there's there's a lot of issues surrounding women and women's rights 
and ab abuse and men and power and the patriarch. And it's this is just this is a very I, I think this is a very pivotal kind of retrograde cycle that Venus is going through right now that that we're experiencing. You know, I, I've experienced it personally uh, a number of times in the past, you know, with Jupiter having been in Scorpio, witnessing it outside myself and also within myself, you know, how I grew up, um, what my family, you know, how how I was conditioned and how I'm recognizing things that, you know, just aren't aren't right, kind of, you know, like we're really starting to see um, and I know I'm not alone a lot of things we're starting to see a lot of how relationships should be approached how should we reharmonize and recondition our 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 relationship to relationship yes yes and it is i know a word dignity i had heard on a ted talk some time back and that word really strikes because you know we can it gets to the essence of every life regardless of, of its value of, of a value of a voice and in, and I and I think too the control factor because I like myself I like the equality I'm, I'm so strong on an equality basis you know male female people but yet so I try to think what are these core thoughts and one of them would be dignity and one of them would be uh, and, and respect for oneself, one's own boundaries, which gets into this whole Libra affair. And, and then I was thinking, too, about Venus itself, how Venus was created, because with the mythology, which I've been wanting to bring up, and other talks I haven't, like, you know, came from Uranus, the sky god, who was creating lots of uh, creations with, Gaia, Earth, and uh, then time, one of the child, his child, the last child, or Cronus, that's called, you know, different languages of mythology, uh, Gaia and, and time, or Cronus came along and said, okay, we're going to stop this, castrated, you might say, which is a strong word, but you know, and so I've always tried to think like, well, out of that, the fact is, is it wasn't the last say. There was one more gift. There was one more creation, and that was Venus. And so Venus is that out of, you might say, love and attraction, which she represents, and all the whole, the whole gamut of it, you know, not just the easy love, but any kind of desire, you know, from the highest to the lowest, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe that is to recognize with Venus that, that uh, it's up to us to make what kind of desire we want. You know, it's not in order to. Kabbalah says that a little bit. Do you do you ever study Kabbalah a little bit? Actually, I haven't very much. No. Yeah, so, and I'm uh, sorry. Can't really go there <laughs> at this moment. That's okay. Yeah, well, it fascinated okay. me. Partly because what they said was that desire is our DNA, that we have desire, and the point is is that what is it aligned with? So in other words, just to have a desire isn't so bad, it's just that it has a short life maybe. So therefore, higher, higher desires 
or which I like. I like that thought. It was like away from the sin idea. It was like, okay, fine. You know, we can Yeah, that's a nice thought. On. Yeah. So what you're saying is so true. Male, female, relationships, abuse, power. And it's like the whole paradigm we've got to go like, okay, chop it off. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a quite, a, quite a process that we're all experiencing for sure. I think it's important that we hang on um, to the hope that I think that in a way you were almost Im implying that, you know, what became of this relationship between Gaia and Uranus and, and Kronos was Venus. Venus was birthed out of the sea. Correct. Is that? Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it is a sense of hope. It's a sense of um, divine beauty that was born from, such a kind of chaotic relationship. Um, and in a way that, that goddess, uh, the, the goddess Venus was, was birthed and brought, you know, hope is what I'm, I'm trying to get to, um, you know, hang on to the, our hope that we, that we can main, maintain our identity, our individuality, and still experience other 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 people's um, experiences. Um, I think that's kind of the key, you know, is that we don't lose ourselves. We don't we don't give up, like you said. You know, maybe sometimes it's healthy to give up, and I do think that it is important to sometimes keep the balance so that life can stay steady. But ultimately, that <clears throat> that can lead down. A path we shouldn't shouldn't go. We Absolutely. should stay true nope. to ourselves and our individuality to keep that balance. Because yeah, it is natural to want to connect with uh, uh, another energy. Children are born out of marriages, our relationships, businesses, life. You know, it's a production. You know, we have all kinds of um, fertility or production or things that evolve out of out of relationships and yeah. growth growth of some sort but so it's a, a and heart love is part learning the the depth of love learning the depth of how to care and and, and give respect and, and dignity to the other person but maintaining yeah. oneself is so yes Valuable. Yeah, you know, I, I, I this is such a great topic right now, um, Sue, and I know it's your fifth fifth uh, talk on Libra. And like I said, I was not present for your previous no, ones. I'm okay. sorry, but no, but no, um, each one is valid in itself. Sure, okay. sure. Um, but you know, with this cusp of, that we're moving into Scorpio, with with Venus doing its thing, showing us. Um, what I was saying before about, you know, exposing the imbalances in our relationships, exposing the, the things that we didn't recognize before. And that is one of those things, you know, you always talk about retrograde, meaning retrograde, anything, Mercury, Venus, anything, all the planets. Um, right. We, re, you know, take a good, let's take a look back at some things. Let's look back at some things. And, and I love the word, recognize 
because it's it's kind of an affirmation that you're becoming aware of something instead of just mm. you know pretending like you think you see what you should be thinking about but you know to truly recognize the imbalances in your relationships with with others and and in your marriages and in your business relationships and you know and also like you were saying the values you know let's recognize uh how we might be not doing the right thing and not making the right decisions regarding our, our resources and our, our money. Um, you know, ultimately Venus also rules Taurus, which is, which is about our own personal resources and our, our money. Um, so these are, these are the times right now to be discussing these things with, with each other. And I love the fact that even though there's messiness with it's, it's not just like an orderly, okay, this this A goes to B, you know. There's all this emotion involved and decisions and, and experiences and, and consequences and the whole nine yards. But the male-female energy that we each embody, if by we, by, there's an element of this too that you were bringing up and that it's, the more we go into where do we enact our, our willfulness and where do we attract or desire or mitigate. I mean, there's lots of different words and ways to put it, but within each one of us, how we do that can, can redefine this whole feminine, masculine, well, one way of expressing it, which is really necessary. The world does have feminine and masculine in, on any terms, whether it's um, somehow within ourselves, yin-yang, however it. Sure, sure. Recognizing that that paradigm, uh, the, the dynamic within ourselves and within our personal lives with with a, a partner or, or however you want to look at that. I, indeed, Sue, you know, it's within all of us, of course. And, and how do we relate to ourselves and how do we identify, how do we identify with personally with that dynamic between the masculine and feminine polarities within ourselves, within the universe, you know, what does that mean to us? What does that look like? And, and how do we recognize our place in that, in that relationship, whether it's external or internal? I'm yeah. remembering the, the, the mythology where Venus and Aries, Mars actually, they, Despite the fact of anything, they, they get together and they're just thrilled with it. And they birth Cupid. It's both around loving more. So I guess, if nothing else, however we want to look at it, whoever we are, whether whatever sexuality or however it is, but just that energy within is a very fruitful one where it, it engenders, like, follow your heart, follow your love, follow your, you know, there's a, pathway going forward somehow it does unite us and perhaps that's the best part of because the teeter-totter goes back and forth as long as you're on the teeter-totter it's probably okay it's like if somebody jumped off <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah indeed 
Yeah, that seesaw is is a good thing to stay on. Don't get <laughs> don't don't get thrown off one side of that one. I think it, I wonder if every kid has that experience. I sure had. But, yeah. <laughs> depends how big it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really an interesting point you brought up with uh, their child being Cupid. I think that that child resides within within each of us. That playful that playful spark of love that we um, are all capable of experiencing for our for ourselves, you know, and um, you know you can you can experience the relationship between um, another out you know externally and find that spark of love. But you know, like you know, when we're, when you think about the reality that we do have this masculine feminine within within each of us that that child that's birthed from that reunion you know the archetype of cupid being so um childlike playful and i i think also a little devious in, <laughs> in mythology it, but, we could yes it, it has but, fun but, and yeah that brings up we have a couple of minutes here i think we yeah. want to introduce this but i um it it brings up this idea of the extreme because the extreme yes. sometimes reminds me of the unknown. You know, we don't know that. So rather than to be afraid of it, I think recognizing any of us that is throughout this dynamic time that we're in, especially all throughout the next, this year, really, to integrate and to give ourselves full recognition that it maybe is changing what we're as you said, condition to. I'm going to just mention who's speaking with us next week, and then I'll let you sign off too. Um, Catherine Metcalf is oh, excellent speaking. Yes, and she has been featured on a few TV shows, actually, NBC and ABC, and in Phoenix. She writes, and she's an astrologer over in uh, Illinois. Believe she's in Illinois. I should know that, but I've written down. So anyway, she'll be in, and we'll be talking about Scorpio. Excellent, that. Sue. Yeah, and tonight for our guest, or not for our guest, but for our audience, Jeff Gronlund has been joining me from Portland, Maine, where he is an astrologer and does consultations, and on the Organization for Professional Astrology. So it's been wonderful. Well, we have about. Half a minute, so <laughs> end with yes. Some... Yeah, all I'd like to end with, frankly, is uh, Sue. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure, and um, uh, it's it's very nice to discuss astrology. Hopefully, we have some listeners out there tuning in and uh, walking away from this with maybe a little bit of extra insight that we could help help bring to them. So. Uh, so blessings, true. Rose. Thank you so much. I'm Sue. I, I call you Rose because you got I got a friend named Rose, and you, I never knew your middle <laughs> name was Rose. So, thank you, Sue, very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. You have very a lot of dynamic thoughts, and so likewise, will... likewise. All right. Well then, bon voyage, and for all those out, you can re-listen to this through 1150 KKNW. Or Top Cosmos, we have a list of past episodes. Thanks, um, and all you fantastic souls, until again.
Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Preceding audio was via a Skype call.